You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. OGO has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never seen before features like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear, and more, the OGO 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com. Hey, welcome to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by Ogeo. Um, disclaimer here, this uh, interview with Chad Reed was never meant to be a podcast. It was actually a phone call interview that uh, Chad and I did together that I typed out and had on swapmotolive.com. But we had several people comment and uh, request podcast and video versions, so uh, please excuse the audio, as it was never meant really to be a podcast, but uh, yeah, hey man, ask and you shall receive, and uh, there's like one little part where I think Reedy's uh, cell service got a little wonky, but uh, bear with me and uh, enjoy. Thanks a lot. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. This offseason, I've been training harder than ever getting ready for 2019, and I've been using Rhino Power supplements before, during, and after my training and has made a big difference, especially the motivation pills. Use Swap Moto as your discount code at checkout for 10% off your purchase plus free shipping on rhinopower.com. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, and I uh, just want to give a shout out to Throttle Syndicate. Um, it's a new name, but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years, 
We've been with them since the very beginning in 1991, and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do. We're really proud to have them involved, and hopefully they have a good year. Visit ThrottleSyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits, gripper seat covers, sticker kits, and more. Use promo code SWATMOTOLIVE at checkout for a 20% discount off your order. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Man, third place last weekend has got to feel great to uh, return to the podium for you. It's definitely nice. Um, you know, been a long time coming for sure. I mean, I can't believe it's been, you know, two years. Uh, since you know since not being on the podium but um well one full year off of the podium you know so um was nice to get get good starts and and ride up front again um what's it been like for you this year you know you and i chat a little bit early on texting in the off season about how great it's going to be to get back on a suzuki because that's where you were happiest uh through the prime of your career has it been uh like putting on an old shoe has it been exciting like that it has it's been uh it's been a lot of fun you know like since really since i swung a leg over you know the bike in in august getting ready for ironman the last national it's just been one of those you know like just fun and enjoyable and you know to the point where i you know selling all my stuff in florida and you know, making a move up to North Carolina. So, um, and obviously, you know, for me being at this point in my career, my change is not just moto, you know, motivated, but mm-hmm. more just enjoying, enjoying the change of everything. So more just, yeah, enjoying the whole JGR crew and, um, you know, the, the, the area and, and just, yeah, change the lifestyle and it's been fun. So were you able to sell everything that you were advertising on your Instagram at one point? No, uh, so I still have my house and my property. Um, unfortunately, hasn't sold yet, but definitely, uh, you know, working hard. There's quite a few people. Yeah, just different people. Obviously, you know, typical house. You know, people looking and interested. And in, in my property also. You know, like there's quite a lot of interest. Just uh, haven't haven't actually made the sale yet, but working working hard on that because that will they'll be nice. You know, like for me, it's I loved Florida. You know, like Florida was my home for. What was it 13 years 12 years you know maybe maybe even 15 um you know a long time but it just yeah i kind of just got to the point where i feel feel like i'm ready for change and don't don't want to be in florida for me it's it's challenging being in florida um in the summertime when i'm not racing like racing florida rules but not racing not so much <laughs> <laughs> is it the, the heat and the humidity yeah, like just you know, like going outside to play, just the simple things, you know, just wanting to go outside and play with your kids or hang out, and it's just it's just miserable, you know. You're just constantly in this sweat box, and you know, get dressed up for dinner, and you know, like you're sweating and you're a mess before you even get there. But uh, yeah, I mean, amazing, beautiful place, and it, I loved it at once upon a time, but definitely ready for you know, ready for something different. 
Yeah. Is your track uh, just sitting dormant now, or are there people like renting it and riding on it? No. So right now, my yeah, my practice, my I, uh, yeah, my property is basically just sitting there, ready oh, wow. for ready for someone to you know purchase, open the doors, and get after it. You know, and it's such an it's such a rad place. I think that uh, you know, ideally, I, I hope somebody moto purchases it. You know, like I. I would like it to stay moto. I think that that would be really cool that, you know, like I think the facility itself is, is good. And, and obviously it's, you know, maybe not the latest, greatest one, like some of them, but it's, it's super convenient and has, you know, everything that you could possibly want for, for moto, you know? So, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see, you know, somebody pick that up. Yeah. It's such a beautiful facility. I mean, some of the greatest days of my career filming and shooting photos were at that place. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like, like that's probably like when I think of like things I if I ever you know miss things, it's that. Like it's just you know it's the it's the I don't know that I miss it, but it's the the memories. You know, like you're you're constantly you know you, there's a lot of fun memories and you know photo shoots and just yeah just different things yeah. and. Uh, just yeah like and everybody has their own flavor to it you know so like you know some of the things you did and and uh, the go-kart stuff and yeah it was it was a blast i'll never forget the rally car ripping around your property <laughs> in that thing yeah yeah the rally car was fun going up and down the, the driveway and around the property so are you all moved out then um like nothing in the shop um yeah and everything like a lot of stuff's still there but um, you know, like all the tools and, and things like that, um, you know, kind of echoing what I just said, like, I'm hope I'm hopeful that somebody moto purchases it, you know, like it's such a turnkey ready to go, yeah. um, place that, that that's, that's how I'd like to keep it, you know, like, uh, I want to, you know, like all my memorabilia and all my like personal stuff that means something to me, I have and, and taking it out of there. Um, I have my two kids' carts still there that I would like to grab. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, I would leave, you know, leave all the go-karts and, you know, basically people, when they come, they wouldn't even need <laughs> shit. Shit, they wouldn't even, depending on what bike they ride, they wouldn't even need spare parts. <laughs> yeah. Total playground, ready to go. Yeah. Plug and yeah. play. I'm just ready to walk away for sure. You know, it's like, for me, it's not, it's not about trying to sell individual piece. Oh, off. yeah. It's just, yeah just here this is what's here <laughs> and there's probably way more there than i even know <laughs> definitely right yeah i can't see chad reed trying to uh trying to hawk a uh a cr250 or a cr450 chassis <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> so uh tell me about north carolina then i mean uh, the area there is definitely beautiful um, yeah i love it you know like we're in the you know like we're kind of up in uh kind of in Cornelius kind of like by the race shop where maybe 15 minutes from the race shop and um you know my kids go got a new school and they're really enjoying that I know that like for me and Ellie we you know kind of went and checked things out and we personally loved the school and you know so it's always it's always nice when you feel you know like at this point in life it's like kids start to become a little bit more the priority you know it's like you you're selfish and you just do what's right for you but you know you <laughs> when you got kids you got to think a little bigger and you know kind of think of, of a good school for them 
yeah. and things like that. So, like as far as that stuff, it's been it's been amazing. You know, like the um, I love the fact that I don't, you know, um, it. How would I say it? Like it's kind of like one of those things where I feel the way the team, you know, kind of structures uh, the yeah the team structure is it kind of like you basically get all the same things that you normally get when you have your own place, you know, like you're, you know, like all the, all the guys are here now and everybody basically we get to ride together and tracks always, you know, always taking well care of and Spence gets out there and makes it, makes it rad. So like even every week, um, you know, any tweaks on it, tweaks on it here and there. So just, yeah, like it feels fun, you know, like it feels like, like I don't feel like I miss like my own personal space or my track or anything like that because you know like I'm not having to go ride Milestone or Elsinore or something like that you know like I still you know I'm still at a private facility um, with just my teammates riding so it still feels really really similar in that aspect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what was it about this weekend in Detroit that clicked for you? Um, have you been searching for a setting all year, all year long and you finally found it or was it just one of them days when you're feeling it? No, I mean, honestly, I've, I've had, you know, like I've had weekends where I felt like that, you know, like where, um, in, where was it? Minneapolis. I felt that with a good start, I was, you know, I was a guy that could have finished in the top five and you know maybe with positioning and riding maybe even a sniff at the podium you know so um there's been weekends where you know like for instance like the heat race at uh phoenix you know like i rode really well and passed basically you know roxon and and baggett who were you know one and three in the main event so um you know i feel like the pieces have been there all year, but it's just putting it all together at the right time and in the right moment, you know, like a heat race doesn't pay anything, you know? So although I, my heat race was one of my, actually I would confidently say it's probably been my best performance in the last two years, but yet you get nothing to pay for, you know, show for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that, yeah, like this past weekend, track was quite easy um it was quite a simple you know track but the way the track developed and the way it rode um it was a confusing track in the fact that it was really easy but yet there was things that were technical and difficult about it so um yeah it was just yeah like i felt like it suited me i showed up and rode well you know like of course you know each and every week you always try to improve on bike and riding and styles and you know and your 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 intensity and all these things are constantly being tweaked on but you know like we for sure made some improvements during the week but nothing you know nothing more or less than the week before so and the week before was horrendous so <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know it was just one of those weekends where i finally put it all together yeah i at this uh at this stage in your career and at this age are you still learning things do you think yeah, I mean, I, it keeps me here, you know, like I feel, I feel like I'm constantly learning things and, you know, and taking on, you know, new things. And that's what, 
probably what I've done maybe better than than most people. I've always been able to find, you know, find that way of keeping it fun and exciting and learning new things and not really, you know, it's not like I have come up against something that I'm like, no way I can do that. You know, like it's been a something that I've always been able to adapt to and maybe the result doesn't show it always, but for me, I've always believed that, you know, I've been able to learn and adapt to modern, you know, modern day Supercross. Yeah. Do you think you're more popular now with the fans than you were at your heyday? Yeah, of course. You know, like I feel like, um, you know, like when you're in your heyday, I think that there's just people love you and people hate you. And, and I, you know, that's life. I think that that still exists, but there's, you know, there's a reason why there's not, actually, there's a reason why there's no other 36-year-olds out on the track. It's it's a young person's sport, and, you know, it's the sustainability and what I can do and what I've been able to do at this point so deep into my career. And, you know, I think that people respect that. And I inherited, you know, for the most part, I feel like I inherited the, you know, the Wyndham you know, fans, he inherited it from Morocco and I inherited it from him. And, um, and I'm sure that whoever's next, whether that's a Brayton or geez, I don't know how long I'm around, you know, who, who will be the next guy that's considered old. Um, maybe, maybe it's even Eli. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, I think that that's just, you know, like that's the transition, you know, like I, the last few years I've seen, you know, like Dungey not totally be, you know, the crowd always cheered, but they went crazy. And then kind of like the last year, they were getting a little bit more, you know, into like going for the underdog. You know, Dunge was winning a lot and Eli was kind of like the guy not winning. And when he would win, it would be good. And it's kind of like people then, okay, they jumped on the Tomac bandwagon. And, you know, now it seems like beyond me, it seems like it's, it's Tomac and and uh, and Roxon. You know, the three of us have by far the biggest, you know, cheers of the of the night. Yeah. How is it physically for you? Like, uh, can you tell that you're 36 now? Like, no, I, I I don't. You know, and I had this actually had this conversation walking onto the plane um, with uh, Justin Brayton this weekend. It's just like I don't. I don't you know like I don't know how you're supposed to feel as a 36 year old or how you you know like I mean we don't come with instructions right or like there's no rules so it's like I just feel like each individually you know you you experience differently and for some 36 is old and they feel old and because they feel it they think it and as soon as you think it it's over so um I I just love racing my dirt bike and don't and not ready to give that up yet. And I love learning new things. I love traveling. I love the grind week in and week out, day in day out. Um, I love trying to progress with the motorcycle day in and day out. Like all those things are not old yet, you know. So um, the only thing that gets old for me is dealer signings on Friday nights. That <laughs> I could one hundred percent do you know do away with those, and I would be. 100% happy but right now I'm 99% happy so <laughs> uh, if if dealer signings are the only issue that I gotta deal with then I'm completely okay with going and doing those too yeah do you still enjoy the the whole process of training and 
you know, I do. getting I, in the gym, getting on your mountain bike and smashing. I, I do. I enjoy it. And I feel like it keeps me, keeps me alive and keeps me fun and, and allows me to be, you know, I think a better dad, a better person, a better husband. Um, all those things. I really do think that that contributes to, to life. And that to me is far bigger than, you know, claiming that I'm fitter on my dirt bike because I worked out, you know, just me being able to work out and, you know, get what I need out of it to, you know, give me the tools on my, on my professional job. Um, but better than anything, you know, going and doing my job during the day and then coming home and my kids from school and, being able to have the energy and life in me to be able to go, yeah, kid wants to ride a scooter, let's go rip around on scooters or bicycles <laughs> or play soccer, you know, like whatever it is, I just, yeah, like you just, it's fun to embrace, you know, living. Yeah, I get I get all pumped when I see on your Instagram that you're at soccer. It's like, it brings me back to, you know, what was it, 10 years of my life with my girls. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> mon- mon- Monday through Thursday, I'm soccer dad, you know. <laughs> Um, that's, you know, that's the priority. And then Friday, Saturday, you get to, you know, get my own time and my, my, you know, get to go and jump on a plane and, um, race my dirt bike. So, um, I just, yeah, like for me, it's just perspective on life and you, I didn't have this perspective always, you know, like this is something that I feel that with age, you just, you gain certain, you know, respect for things and perspective on things and i'm just yeah like i feel happier as a person to be honest you know like i just feel that you know like i i still get disappointed and not performing to my highest you know possible standard that i have within myself but i don't let it you know i at least try not to let it ruin my you know my weekdays yeah so how pumped were you after the third I mean, I, I really enjoyed watching the podium Instagram videos. When <laughs> you know, the hard thing about doing interviews on on a Monday with you know, with the mindset that I feel like I have and I've always had is you 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 try to live in the moment, you know. And it's like I've already I've had time to watch the video. I've had you know time to look at lap times. I've had time to look at you know analyze it all. And it's like in I was super proud and, and, and none of that changes, but I've already moved on. It's Monday and I'm already thinking <laughs> Atlanta next week, yeah. and, and there's so many things that I felt that I could have done better. You know, like I went three, five, seven. And in my opinion, that's less than impressive. Like I'm, you know, like I was the third best guy because of that, but I, you know, like I, I'm not a fan of the triple crown. I don't think it's cool at all. You know, like I think it's boring it's as hell and, yeah. and, it's just that's just my opinion. I'm super old school, and and I love, um, I love the tradition. Um, I really wish we'd go back to twenty laps. I think that that was awesome. But, um, yeah, like so for me, unbelievably proud. Just because, you know, like I think when you look at the the last few years, it's been a really it's been a challenge. And I always believed that I could be on the podium. I always believed that I could finish up front and still do it. Um, But believing and telling people that you believe, but then actually proving it and doing it and showing it, that was really rewarding, you know, because um, that's something that I truly believed I could do. And finally I did it. Um, But with saying that, like it gives me, 
you know like i i feel like it just gives me it validates my own thinking and what i truly believe to be true um and obviously after analyzing all the things that you have available to you to look at um i still think that there's still so much more for me to to give and and i want to i want to extract that from myself um you know and and continue to be on the podium and and really just continue to i want i want to I want to have a shot at winning. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's important to me. I really, really want to win a race. Yeah. What conditions would favor you for that? Like, like you know, the perfect storm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I don't know if it's conditions or if it's just mindset. You know, and I feel that. You know this this past weekend, I just you know like you got to take the the wins that you had during the day and the things that you were, you know, that you felt made it, made it a good day and really just implementing that throughout each and, you know, each and every weekend so that you can still continue to have that feeling. And so from me here forward, I think that starts are the biggest thing. Like I say that I don't know that one particular condition uh, favors or hurts me, but I would definitely say that, you know, a good start and a bad start, is yeah. is where where it all starts and stops. So, um, I think that when you watch, you know, when I when I analyze and I look over, you know, the seven or eight races that we've had, and then I look at the three races that we had this past weekend, you know, starts are so important. You know, mm. like uh, the main events, they're not as necessarily brutal and gnarly as they once upon a you know, like the first two main events, the track was way gnarlier than what it was in the last one. The last one. You know, like I think that the last one, the track was there was so much track work that literally we had a brand new racetrack, and and I just think that it just it's it's so dependent on track position when when the conditions are like that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest things I saw was you know you jumped down from the podium, and the <clears throat> the accuracy in which you shot the champagne <laughs> at Ben. <laughs> was like uh, I, I don't know how you made it come out like that and yeah i mean you perfect. know like i mean that's you know we talk about 132 podiums in supercross but you know you think about all the motocross and you know geez i've been shooting champagne since i was 16 years old and in, in 1998 so i've you know like you'd like to think all these you know 20, you 20 years late you'd like to think that 20 years later you knew how to you know, spray some champagne. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Hey, changing subjects before we wrap up here. Um, you know, we were talking, we always chat about mountain bikes on Instagram and stuff, but you're a big proponent of the uh, Turbo Levo pedal assist. Um, totally, yeah. Uh, obviously, in, in mainstream mountain bike media, some, some are f- slow to accept it and are highly critical of it, but as a professional athlete, who uses cycling as training, what benefits do you see in a pedal assist machine? Like for me, like, like personally, I like to do it on, you know, like on, like say, like say I jump, you know, like, like for somebody who is, you know, like now I'm in North Carolina and there's, there's at least a few inclines and mountains, um, maybe not mountains, but inclines, um, where I was, you know, like when you're living in Florida, it's like you don't, you know, like you can't go right to a mountain bike in the mountains. Um, 
so like I would, you know, like one of my favorite things is going riding with, with friends, you know, going and grinding and trying to basically literally trying to, you know, hurt each other, <laughs> whether, whether pride or heart or lungs, yeah. but you're, you're literally just trying to beat up on your friends, you know, like there's nothing better than that. And, you know, I don't, I don't get to spend enough time in California anymore to, um, you know, to get up to speed on, on, on getting your climbing legs and things like that. So like, for me, I always find that like, say I jump, I jump on a plane and, uh, and I want to go ride with my friends. Like I put myself a little bit too much into the red where I'm just not, like I, I can get flat during the week, you know? And, yeah. and so the biggest, the biggest gain for me was being able to, uh, was able to go and just jump on a bike like that and be able to put it on low and then just go and, um, go and grind it out, you know, like, and, and, but, but not feel completely exhausted. Um, you know, say that like for me, like if I, you know, you have a, you have a, you have a planned out ride where you want to go ride an hour, an hour and a half. And, you know, my friend Peter Addison loves to go two hours, two and a half hours and climb 10,000 feet. <laughs> That's not ideal for my targeted, you know, yeah. for supercross. So for me, I can jump on, on the Levo and, you know, and, and basically go with them and not put myself you know, completely into the red and, and just smoke myself. So that's where for me, that personally, like that's my favorite thing about it when I write it. Um, but I would just say that like, they just have such a place, you know, like I was in California, um, between Oakland and San Diego and, you know, I, I, I did a bunch of riding and Dan Truman, um, you know, my buddy who runs my VIP experience and my good friend, um, you know, far from an athlete you know <laughs> he's he doesn't even know 200 and something pounds and and yet he he rode every day he did the same distance and the same climbing and and just had a blast you yeah. know and burned and burned 2800 calories um coming and doing that with us and yet if you put him on a normal mountain bike the guy would have died on the first hill yeah probably would have hated life because it was so horrendous and wouldn't have been able to walk the next day. But yet he rode four days that week and burned, you know, burned up almost 3000 calories a day. And it was just like, I just think that that's so amazing, you know? Yeah. I think the misconception that an, that an individual can go and do it, you know? And I look at even my, like I have one at home and it's, you know, like I don't even get to ride my one at home because my wife rides it. And it's like, you know, now that we have all three kids in school and, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to go, oh, Hey, let's go for a ride. And it's like, she can't, you know, like she's never going to be able to have, you know, 20 plus years of professional athletics to be able to, you know, get, build that base to be able to keep up. And so it's like on the, on a Levo, she can rip around and sometimes I have to tell her to back her down. Turn a it bit. down. <laughs> That's, that's when you connect it to your phone app and you could turn it down yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's exactly what I do. Yeah, yeah. Cuz yeah. she gets all cocky like, "Oh, I'm not even an athlete." I'm like, "You're on e-bike. Let's keep it let's yeah. keep this into perspective." <laughs> but I think the misconception is that it doesn't provide any exercise. No, it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> that's just it's such an insane thing when 
I personally have never experienced like negativity, but like I I know that like for for like like look at Mathis, you know, like I think it's super rad that you know Mathis has been riding a bunch and you know he's losing a bunch of weight and I just think that that's that's living to me. That's yeah. that's being healthy, um, you know. But I know that Mathis has mentioned that like he has people like literally yelling at him on trails you know like yeah, it's crazy it's crazy and i, I hate that i've happening. never experienced that which is just crazy because you just want to punch him in the face because you're just like <laughs> really you know like yeah like look like you know in mathis's case and i don't mean this to sound negative but like look at him he's out there he's a heavier guy he's riding a bike and burning calories and getting off the couch like shouldn't like i feel like we should be that's what's everything that's wrong with this world we should be embracing yeah that not, dude, he's killing it. He's not, lost so not much trying weight. To, no, you're not trying to beat up on some dude out there trying to make a difference in his life. You yeah. know, like for me, like that loser that rode by him and wanted to beat up on him is just a loser and mad at the world probably because he sucks on his real bike anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it, I got smoked by Steve on his Levo a couple weeks ago when I was out there with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so – uh Traditional bikes, though. I mean, you're still a, a you still love the the conventional bike, and I saw you on the new uh, Epic Evo, and yeah, that thing's got to be a kick in the pants too. Yeah, I was uh, I was so happy to be able to, um, you know, like obviously each and every year I get new bikes, but for some reason that the you know the new Epic uh, um, Evo is just like especially in California, like I can't imagine why you'd want any other bike like why you'd want to you know like just my personal preference like somebody that comes from motorcycles loves a little extra travel and you know and and a and a such a fast bike like an epic and then be able to have you know 20 mil more suspension um you know i just think that that's the ideal targeted area you know like for me i rode that thing and the the second I got on it, I was like, wow, this thing's impressive. <laughs> it was fast. Um, that was the first time that I rode with the new Shimano uh, uh, mountain bike. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know if they have a name for it, but whatever whatever that is, it mm-hmm. was it was rad. Like, the thing was badass. I love it. You know, the bike's so badass that we could probably put lights on it and ride at night together. Nah, I'm out. There's too many. When you... <laughs> And you can show me that I'm not gonna get eaten by a light mountain lion or something like that, then I'll consider it. Oh, mountain lions don't like the flavor of Vegemite. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're probably gonna spit me out. <laughs> yeah, they like teriyaki, you know, so they'll get yeah, me first. Like, you only have to be faster than the guy you're with, Chad. They, yeah, you're at least that's what I hear. But then you know what? If you're too fast, then you're then you're alone as well. That that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Thanks, Don. Yeah, thank. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.